Mostly Harmless is brought to you by the Ratio Sessions at Ratio Beer Works, bringing you quality acoustic performances from some of your favorite bands. Stop by Ratio Beer Works Monday, November 28th to see a rare acoustic performance from Together Pangea before their show that evening at the Moon Room at Summit Music Hall. Stop by sessions.ratiobeerworks.com to find past acoustic sets from artists like The Minzikers, Teenage Bottle Rocket, Small Brown Bike, and more. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mostly Homeless Podcast. I'm your host, Damon Damien. All right, buddies. Welcome back. I'm super duper excited to bring you this week's episode because this week's episode, we are traveling deep into the dirty, dabby, high dive basement. Uh, and we're hanging out with my good friends, the band Cheap Perfume, uh, right around their album release party last night in Denver. Good times, good times are had. Uh, Cheap Perfume, if you don't know them, are a Colorado Springs-based band. They've really been tearing a hole into this uh, Colorado-based punk rock scene with their ferocious, rye girl-inspired punk rock anthems. Really, really, really great stuff from really, really great people. They're looking to have fun while issuing a battle cry of equality in this mad, mad world that we are living in. And, you know, whether they like it or not, this band, uh, this band is needed right now, and I have a feeling they're going to take off like a rocket. And their timing, you know, sadly, uh, you know, it, it couldn't be better. We need a band like this right now. And I've known the ladies and gentlemen of Cheap Perfume for some time now. Uh, myself, I have spent several years working away in the Colorado Springs music scene before jumping ship to Denver. I've seen all these guys in so many different various bands and you know i i thought i knew what i could expect from from this group of people and what their music would sound like and i was really really blown away when i first heard cheap perfume and man they're gonna they're gonna accomplish some pretty great things it's loud it's proud and god damn it it's great and i'm a really big fan of everybody in the band i'm a really big fan of what they've done their new record is out now it is called nailed it and uh, I'm super excited for it. And I love that double entendre um, in the statement of uh, nailed it against the male culture in this world, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little too highbrow, but I don't think I Anyway, enough rambling. Uh, they've definite, definitely nailed it with this record. And again, this interview was recorded last night in the basement of the High Dive uh, their CD release show. I, of course, drank way too many Coors Extra Golds. Um, but uh, as I did, I wrote this note to myself. Um, I've been talking a lot about uh, courage on the show and for a long time courage was something that escaped me and it's now something that I, I hope to help instill in other people through the show and through whatever ramblings uh, like a madman we have and I, I couldn't help but think I, I wrote this note to myself in the phone even now in the state of the world I'm not worried because there will always be courageous people and it was really really great to see Stephanie uh, Jane Jeff and Hot Dave uh, doing what they do um, against all odds and in, in, in spite of the world and and, and and I'm really, really, you know, I'm not too worried because there are going to be great people like them uh, doing great things in this world. So uh, I'm going to quit rambling and let's listen to a track from Cheap Perfumes Nailed It. This is, of course, my favorite song on the new record, and it's it's stupid catchy. Uh, you'll find yourself singing along at the most inopportune times. Uh, the song is Dogs Against Dog Hollering. Let's take a listen, and then we'll uh, hear our interview with Cheap Perfume, the basement of the high dive. All right, buddies, take a listen.
pretty mellow. Yeah, Sound quality is pretty good. We don't want your phallic symbol in our face. We find it offensive. <laughs> Off to a great start. Damn it. Damn it to um, hell. I have to be a little quieter because my voice Me is so kind of messed up from Friday. Okay. Well then it'll... Oh, shit. That, I know. Maybe you should just hold it that way. I don't feel awkward mm-hmm. now that you've made that joke every every single moment. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. No, it's fine. I heard Lola well, actually it's fine, like but that it might be easier that way. Actually, that's true. <laughs> yeah. We're not, not saying we don't shot. like it. <laughs> nice. Well, this is already off to a great start. Um, so we're hanging out in the basement of the High Dive with my good buddies, Cheap Perfume. Um, I've known a lot of you for way too long. So it's good to finally actually like sit back and chat with you guys for real. Um, Stephanie, we've just only like really become acquainted. Um, but I have these fond memories of your old band, I thought it was the Pachisi champion, but I guess it's B. Be that my vision. So yeah. Rents from the Pachisi. Yeah. Rents was in Be that my vision. Yeah, and he's the Pachisi champion. Yeah, just Rents. That's all you got to remember. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. There you go. I just remember you being this tiny fist of fury with giant X's on her hands, singing at the <laughs> Rocket Room. <laughs> Might have been y'all's last show. I can't remember now, but um, but I've always remembered that and always remembered you. So it's good to actually finally make your acquaintance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then uh, we have this young lady. Hi, I'm Jane No. Jane What do you do? I play guitar and sing. And hide your, uh, you know, I don't know. And there. Then we got Mr. Jeff Bryant over here playing bass. <laughs> Jeff Bryant. It's, it's Jeff Bryant. Jeff Bryant, 100%. The, the record is clear. 
Yeah. We can be free now. I can be free now. Jeff Brent. Jeff Brent. Jeff Brent, legendary, uh, legendary Colorado Springs personality, Jeff Brent. Then one of my favorite drummers of all time, Mr. Dave Grimm. What's up, Dave? What's up? What's up? Hot Dave. Hot Dave. Hot Dave. So yeah, we're just gonna hang out and chat since I, I figured this would be pretty easy since I know most of you guys pretty well. Pretty laid back, so don't don't need to be nervous or anything. Um, with that said, I have no idea where to start. When Jeff Barry interviewed us, he had, he had like a really intimidating radio voice, and we also didn't know him, so I think we were kind of nervous. But um, you're, you're less intimidating. Yeah, I mean, I'm not intimidating at all. That's well, kind of the also, pool. Like, it was like a very professional radio table with like, you know, our own. Plus, we were hungover, and it was extremely. early in the morning. You can't. It was at 10 a.m. Yeah, and I sound very. No, high. it was like 9 a.m. or something. I don't know. 10, 10. 10. We woke up at nine, though, which was like a big deal. (laughs) So, you guys, for the most part, I know Jeff, you live up here in Colorado Springs, or Denver now. Um, I live up here in Denver now, but most of us, we spent uh, so many years in Colorado Springs kind of coming up on our own together. How does a band like Cheap Perfume kind of come out of that Colorado Springs scene, which isn't really known for its politics or anything? It's kind of known for its uh, mega churches. It's known for its politics. Yeah, and its politics. Can I talk and then you can talk? Yeah. Okay. So everybody knows Colorado Springs for because we vote red every time. And so everyone assumes that if you live in Colorado Springs, you work with folks on the family, which, by the way, has fewer than 200 employees now, and it's, like, dying. Um, but so you think about, like, the mega churches and everything, and we do have that, and we're not saying that. But I think living in a such a conservative uh, place breeds an extra passionate and creative subculture and I think that's where we're born of yeah. and then Jeff can talk more on moving from there to Denver and just the difference uh, um, Colorado Springs is, is great and I didn't move away from it because it sucked I just had a different opportunity and the music scene is definitely a lot different in Denver but I think in music scene in Colorado Springs it gives you an opportunity to kind of play with more yeah. bands outside of your realm and um and it's very much like everybody's kind of sticking together because because yeah. you are kind of surrounded by conservatism um, and suburbs and things and but it, I think it makes for a really like positive really good music scene down there yeah and, it, and it's way less like uh, you know mega churches you'd think and just more like a military it's like a military town surrounded by an ocean of blue blue politics you kind of make your you kind of make your own world i think like Mm i when i lived there i had a very small little Mm -hmm. awesome world and when people when i moved here and people would say bad things about carl springs i was like i was like you clearly didn't live my life there because it was pretty awesome so I know, I know when I left there, I was pretty vocal about how much I hated it, but that was because I was so afraid to move, I had to burn all my bridges to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And I, now I'm pretty good about saying I wouldn't be the person I am today if it hadn't been for the, those things I learned in the Springs. So, uh, then, anyway, I still get a lot of shit for all that stuff I wish I hadn't said, but whatever. <laughs> we're, we're here talking about you guys, not me. Enough about that. So, um... We're going to flip this interview around on you. But, yeah, it's it's, 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 it's Damien. Oh, man. It's, it's happened before. Um, so, so this is your first band since Be Thou. Mm-hmm. Is that right? What have you been doing in the meantime? What have you been doing in your downtime? Um, nothing really. I guess just working cool. and drawing and just those kinds of things. What made the timing right to jump back into music with this band? Uh, just kind of getting reconnecting with Jane and 
um, Dave, I hadn't actually hung out with him in years and just kind of through mutual friends, we started hanging out again and it just worked out. Nice. And so what I like about the band is like, it's a throwback to the riot, riot, riot girl stuff. Um, but it doesn't feel or sound like a throwback. It feels new, fresh, um, and kind of original. Um, while still holding on to those aspirations of that scene. How does how does that music just come out of you guys getting together in a room? Uh, Any idea? I mean, we're both pretty political people. I mean, I guess we all are. Um, and so, I don't know. I think it, you go on this. <laughs> no, I just like, sure. not Dave. <laughs> but um, he's political he in his politics. own way. <laughs> yeah, he is. That haircut's political. <laughs> it is a statement in itself. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. When I go to the stylist, I like, you know, make it political, the hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like the political, please. <laughs> well, like when Stephanie and I reconnected, um, I guess like a year and a half ago or something, um, we just became like really instantly close and yeah. we would talk about uh, feminism a lot and um, and politics and um, you know anti-establishment voluntarism anarchism whatever and then uh, meanwhile Dave and I were trying to start a band uh, I mean we, we had started a band but it just didn't we wanted a lead singer and and um, and we actually had a different basis at that time our friend Tyler and um, so when so it just kind of happened at the same time as her hang out with Stephanie so much and then I was like well why don't you try out for our band and um but I didn't I didn't imagine that it would be so awesome like it was perfect and like you can ask these guys I've wanted a band just like this since I was a teenager since I was 14 mm -hmm. years old and in a silly band in my room called Dirty Pink and we never <laughs> played outside of that room but I've wanted it since then and so uh, yeah, Stephanie was just perfect for it, and so that's how it came about. Aww. And then we write together, and we write the lyrics together, um, most of them. And so co-writing, it's a, it's harder than writing alone, but I think it makes it better, and it's like both of our voices, and um, and that's been really fun to do. Also. Yeah. Uh, what, one thing that I like is I used to do zines when I was younger. I quit for a long time, and then I discovered podcasts. I got back into interviewing bands again, and it really changed my life. Um, and I like to talk a lot about what I call the participation points of jumping back into the being creative. So having taken so much time off of music, what was it like jumping back into this world? Uh, it definitely feels good. The scene is a lot more powerful down in the Springs, I feel like, and connected now than it was then. So it's kind of just like walking into like a really cool party yeah. with all your buds. Do you feel much more mm -hmm. fulfilled in your life now that you're out there like making this kind of art again? Absolutely. Yeah. And you never did stop making art? No, no, never did stop, but definitely wasn't as public about it for a while. Yeah. So what's it like to get up on stage and, you know, use your voice? And, um, you know, how did you discover you could use your voice as a weapon? Um, I mean, I think that that's a lot of collaboration of us talking and writing these things, you know, like specifically to make points and to, you know, be present about these issues. Um, and it feels, I don't know, it feels really good to get on stage and be able to have that yeah. platform. And I mean, we talked to so many girls and like women who are just like so pumped on it and like, you know, makes them believe that they can do stuff too. Nice. Do you guys have any aspirations? I mean, obviously probably the real role models have no aspirations to be role models. Are you guys prepared, or ladies, I should say, prepared for that role? Is that I even th something to think about? I think that that's something we've already kind of been experiencing and that we're working through, but uh, we're definitely honored 
Yeah, yeah, that's the best part about it for me. It's not even something that I thought was going to be the case. I didn't think, oh, we're going to be role models to empower other women. But um, it really has been uh, really powerful to see other women and girls, young girls even, like telling us that uh, we've just made them feel... Or they're just, they feel safe. They feel safe at our shows. I think and our music makes them think that they're not alone. It makes them realize that other people like think like them and uh, and that they can just uh, be themselves. That's great. How do you guys feel about it? Sorry, you guys are probably going to get left in the dust no, for no, most of this. As, <laughs> as it should be. Um, it's definitely like visible at, our, at some of our shows, especially our last show. It's like the whole middle of the, the pit the entire time was a bunch of like like rad girls and you could tell they were really like looking up to like Stephanie and Jane and that they were really like like things were resonating with them and that's awesome and that's like all that's more than you could hope for I think from like having a punk band that's essentially local <laughs> like it's great like it's su it's super super cool and um, if you're gonna look up to, to any w women in punk rock these two are you could certainly do worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we definitely drink a lot and party a lot. So in that way, we're not good role models. But I think we're good role models for, like, people who feel like they're on the fringes, which yeah. is what punk rock is for anyway. So You're, You guys are role models in that you are yourselves and you don't look like you're afraid to be yourselves. You know. Um, yeah. How, how do you guys find that freedom to be yourself, especially up there on that stage? Mm hmm Oh, I don't know. Booze? Does it come years. with the booze? <laughs> well, it helps, but <laughs> I don't know. Years and years of just, like, realizing how we've, as mostly as women, but also just as anybody who feels marginalized um, or unequal, to feel like, you know, how we've been programmed our whole lives, yeah. to feel like we have to look a certain way, act a certain way, and be a certain way, and I honestly didn't realize that until I was like, you know, early 20s or something. I started to realize how I'd been programmed and how I was being um, oppressed, really. I mean, I know that white women are not among the most oppressed groups in the country, but like, why do we even have to rank it? You know, like I've, we have a lot of conversations about this and like some people will be like, well, you're a white woman. So you're almost like as privileged as a white man. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm more privileged than you, but you're more privileged than, and I'm like, who cares? Like we all feel like in one way or another, we're a little bit outcast. Even if you're a white male, you know, our friends, you might feel, um, like you don't ever have never belonged, but we want a place where everyone belongs, and so we sing a lot about inclusivity of all kinds. Nice. Um, and because of like the, I have this idea that there are a lot of kids that listen to this. I don't have any numbers to back it up, to back it up. But uh, I have this, and, and but probably because we're talking to you two, and the impact you guys are having, there are probably going to be a handful of kids that listen to this who want to get up, they want to make art, they want to make something happen in their town, but they don't know how. So when you guys were starting out, how did you find that courage to get up on stage and start performing, start making music, start making things happen? Um, I think a lot of it actually has to do with just kind of blazing the trail of those that came before us, you know? I mean, meeting women who are in bands and already kind of, you know, walking these steps and doing it and seeing their courage and, you know, really realizing, you know, that could be me. I don't have to be stifled. Yeah. Yeah. 
anything else to add. <laughs> uh, no, it's all right. Well, I kind of want Stephanie to talk more on that because um, not at every show, but at a lot of shows, she wears a, nothing but a leotard. And so this kind of goes along with that. I think maybe you could explain like how, like why you do that. And um, well, the leotard is um, a lot of symbolism to, you know, for one, um, it, I guess pairs well with our song Wasted because it doesn't matter how you're dressed. It doesn't matter what you look like. You know, you're never asking for any kind of an assault or anything like that. Um, it also ties in a lot with, you know, our song Slut Game Strong, which is just, you know, like women are allowed to dress however they want and, you know, express themselves that way and not feel bad about it at all. It's their bodies and if they want to show it, they're allowed to. And we even have girls now showing up in leotards and bathing suits and lingerie at our shows, which is so cool. It's amazing. Because it's like people of all different body types and like just uh, ages. And um, it's really cool to see people who are inspired by like Stephanie's boldness to dress like that on stage. So, yeah. I play in my underwear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've like seen that before. We've, we've all seen the dude drummer in those underwear. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Yeah, no, it's so it's overplayed. It's I know. Spicy Red hot chili peppers <laughs> ruined that for you in the 90s, <laughs> yeah, I think. Exactly. Well, he makes it new. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so keeping on that theme, though, um, for these kids who want to find ways to express themselves, how it, well, what advice would you have for them to put their voice and themselves out there? to not be as afraid or afraid at all even. Um, I think that a big part of it is that, I mean, about not being afraid is just, you know, if you have ideas, if you have thoughts about things, I mean, don't be afraid to be yourself and just to really get out there. There's, I don't think that there's ever been an instant of putting stuff out and getting it out there that I haven't been scared in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, you do it and people around you who support you and love you and you know people around you that don't even know you see that and understand that you know I mean it's a really cool thing um, it's scary to get out in front of people and to show anybody you know different parts of your personality but once you're out there I mean people support it and mm -hmm. I think people are more relatable than they ever thought they'd be and people always think that they're different or that they're weird and then they find out that other people are just the same as them yeah. mm -hmm. um, having worked at local concerts or con shows of any any size for 15 years like it's it's very rare i think to see like like local being in a local band a smaller band is very much about like how many of your friends can you like talk into come coming to see you and um i think really because of stephanie and jane like more than anything like this band has really like is like at a very young stage like has like fans and people who are like actually like learning all the words to the songs and like coming to the shows that like we didn't necessarily like even know before or don't even necessarily like know now and um that's that's really cool and i think that's just because it's a really important message and also presented in a way that's like easy for people to relate to yeah and you guys had never experienced this in your previous outfits before, right? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not at all. So what is it like to go through these, to experience this, like, newfound, uh, quote-unquote, fame, you know, in this new, uh, just-for-fun project? Mm. Like, uh, for instance, like, shows we play, I don't really look at the crowd that much as I'm in the, yeah. or more or less, like, can I even see the crowd behind the drum, drums, but 
when I do happen to look up and just seeing everyone front and center singing along to all the songs, I'm like, holy shit, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, anyway, and then it's back to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny because I talked to a lot of bands who were like, yeah, we were in these bands, we would tour 200 days a year and we would come home broke and unhappy and then we started this band out of love and we blew the fuck up. Who would have thought? How, are you guys still having fun in this band? Oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah. We're we having so much Obviously. fun. And I think that the audience then has fun. So like Jeff, Dave and I were in a band called Abercrombie together for six years or more, like seven years, something. Yeah. And that I I think we all put a lot of love into also. We we were all really passionate about it. It was really cathartic for me. I wrote from my guts and um so we were we were definitely like doing it for all the right reasons, but I just don't, it was like a little bit more obscure and I don't know, I don't know why, harder but we just, it was really hard. It was harder to relate to. It was really hard to get people to come to our shows. And so it's really nice to be in a band now. to be like excited about it when you're like trying really hard. Yeah. And you're not really getting any feedback. And we never felt like the crowd was like having fun really we felt a lot of the times like we were bumming them out (laughs) and like it's not like it wasn't it wasn't as high energy or fun to and now like this band we're kind of loud and obnoxious really high energy though and i think that the crowd feels that and um i think yeah it gets them involved and then there's also a couple songs where there's like audience participation or whatever, if you want to call it that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the song Dogs Against Dog Hollerin', where we like turn the cat calling on its head. And um, basically, there's like this breakdown where we're like doing like cat calls, but what women would say to men. So Stephanie says, well, usually, well, she doesn't say the same thing every time, but we're always like girls to the front, like in the traditional right girl, like tradition. Traditional right girl tradition. Um, but <laughs> she has the boys come to the front and then, like, basically dog hollerism. And, um, you know, it's just satirical, but it's fun. And I think um, most people, with a few exceptions of dudes who got, like, suicidal or mad, um, most, <laughs> dudes, most people think it's just fun. So. I, I will say that's probably my favorite song, and I get it. Hey, sweet dick, stuck in my head a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. That's and then I, I'm one of those people who sings out loud at work without realizing it. So you get some pretty interesting looks when you're uh, work, at work going, hey, sweet dick, <laughs> choke. <laughs> oh, and then I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, oh, it's a song. It's a song, guys. You know, it's cool. You want to go to preschool, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Not man. for long. <laughs> So another thing that I like about the, about the band and about the music is, for especially, it seems like you guys are just getting up on stage as women and just being like, "Hey, fuck you," um, to the world. And what is it like to just, you know, I I can't imagine that because I've never done anything like that myself uh, in quite the way you do. But what is it like to take control of the conversation and and get up there and just be like, "Hey, fuck you. This is what I feel." Um, it feels really good. I was actually talking to a friend about this recently about. Um, you know, wearing the leotard and how it's noticeable that, you know, men are still objectifying me in their heads. And, but I mean, the point of it is, and I think that the funnest thing to realize is like, even if they're going to be shitty about yeah. it, like I'm still in control of the situation and I still get to stand up there and scream like, you know, like go fuck yourself. So mm-hmm. it's very empowering. Um, yeah. Especially because we've been seeing about this a lot, how we just feel like we always have to apologize for everything. And, um, 
it's really nice to be unapologetic. It's empowering and it's just fun because I, I mean, anyone who knows me knows that I have like a lot of anxiety around everything. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But in this band, I'm like, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks or says. And it's awesome and liberating to be able to feel that way and to not have to say I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, how do you get over that anxiety? Um. Do you? I don't, don't get over it. <laughs> yeah. I just I'm working through it on yeah. stage, cool. and and it feels good because I think running away. I mean, I do that too. I'm on two antidepressants, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I run away too. But when I'm on stage, I feel like I'm kind of working through it yeah. and being like. I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's good because a lot of people, not, not enough people are talking about anxiety and antidepressants and those things. Yeah. But here you are and you're working through it and you're still making great art and making an impact even in spite and maybe, well, I don't want to say in because, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's, that's good lessons for me, that hypothetical kid out there listening to this. Yeah. Um, what else, what else do you guys want to talk about? How about that election this week? Ugh. Yeah, this our was... show the other night kind of turned into like a Trump protest. Um, Jeff had the idea after he went to the anti-Trump uh, protest up here in Denver that we couldn't make it to, but that we should put up some of the signs that he'd seen. Um, and the Flux, which is our local DIY punk venue down in Colorado Springs, um, where we played the other night, and. Um, it turned out really well and it was really fun and uh, we also have a we've had a song that we wrote like a year more than a year ago yeah. way more than a year ago like in the very beginning of that was Donald kind of Trump one of the top five original songs yeah or and that? the idea behind yeah. it was this is gonna be our song where we can fill in like any political figure or something and we'll change the words like every few shows but then it kept he kept staying relevant and we're like yeah. what the fuck still relevant so yeah we um, really thought that that would be like a song we'd sing for like a month or two and then move on to the next asshole but then like leading up to this election we're like oh well he's irrelevant now anyway and we're sick of talking about him and giving him our energy because he's not going to win anyway and then like this week has just been like such a huge blow that we are angry and i don't think that coming I think it's okay to be angry right now. I don't think that anger is the best place to come from if you want to really like make change, but it's a place and that's where we are right now. We're feeling very angry and uh, let down and we want other people to know that they're not alone because especially in Colorado Springs, you can feel like um, like you, you know that El Paso County went mostly red, so you feel like all these you feel like you're surrounded by people who hate you, basically. That's how I felt the first couple mornings I woke up. Oh, I'm going to face a world that hates women. Um, And fear for my friends who are friends of color, friends who are LGBT or queer. And, um, but, so we're angry right now and it'll probably come through tonight, but soon we'll be just more like, but it's okay to be angry. practical, I guess. Yeah. Well, and that's that's a big thing that I've been talking about with a lot of my friends is when it comes to like how people are protesting. Um, I mean, at this rate, I don't think it's fair for us to tell anybody how they reacted. It's not. I mean, you know, you can't tell people that are oppressed not to be upset because they're oppressed. Yeah. Um, and I mean, on the election itself, I think that everybody thought. 
I think that everybody was so busy, like, joking on Donald Trump that, like, none of us really took it seriously that we should be advocating a little bit harder for Hillary <laughs> because in the long run, like... Yeah. I think, yeah, I just, I just don't think anybody thought took it seriously <laughs> enough, and we just thought it was a huge joke. Joke's on us. Yeah, and, like, Stephanie and I... I don't know. I don't want to speak for everyone, but, like, we didn't really like Hillary either, and we actually really kind of hated it in the early days when people were like, so I guess you're voting for Hillary. We had a lot of people say that just because we're women and feminists, and that pisses off just as much because assuming that we're voting for a woman and just because she has a vagina is just as bad as assuming someone's, or, like, not voting for her because she does. But then, yeah, maybe in the end we should have been a little bit more supportive. I don't know. I think, like, I've been, like, kind of, like, just very blinded by like how much progress we just made as a country and like how much progress like I see like among like younger people and people just being super accepting because I'm essentially like surrounded by rock shows like 90% of the time and that's kind of the world I live in and I just yeah didn't even think it was possible but I think like it definitely like like the reality of it and like waking up to it and I would like when I talked to Stephanie like the next day I was just like we're like this is really fucking relevant right now and like every song on our album like is like really important right now and like we need to like do as much as we can to be as angry and as vocal about it as possible and get angrier and put it in people's face even more especially like being based in a conservative city like surrounded by surrounded by like fundamentalist Christians and stuff it's just like cool well like like let's just do this twice as hard now Mm -hmm. and yeah touch more people than we've been touching yeah I think that I mean a big thing is that we had um low-key put the album up on Bandcamp and had it in a couple other places before you know we released it officially and we just weren't gonna really like say anything about it or tell anybody um and I mean I think that everybody was so surprised and devastated and confused after he won that like nobody even like talked about it everybody just like put it out and let people fly with it because you know it's a good safe space for people who are angry right now um and I think that you know it definitely helped a lot of people earlier which we're you know thankful for but it's crazy so in the months and years to come how important is it to keep on this message and on this path and using your voice and fighting against those things that uh, you want to fight against I mean, I don't think it's ever, until, you know, total equality is reached, it's never going to not be important. I think that, you know, we all know that even if the band didn't keep going, you know, we're going to advocate for things, you know, for equality for our entire lives. Mm-hmm. How, how, do we, how do we further that, that point? How do we become more equal? What can I do as, like, a straight white male to better the world for everyone? When you see oppression, I mean, call it out. Yeah. When you see somebody you know, using any kind of a racial or homophobic slur, I mean, call them out. When you see anybody being racist, call them out. I mean, it's just important that now we just stand up for people who, you know, are being targeted in large numbers. Mm -hmm. So just, I mean, just not being quiet about your positions and not being quiet when you see those things happening. Just watching out. I think the one thing that a lot of men don't realize that I've been talking to a lot about um, is, like, watching women in spaces and watching like especially like in spaces where there's drinking involved you know making sure that you're keeping an eye out because 
I don't know. I know that I've gotten in a couple situations before that I've been helped by total strangers and they're guys and they just come up and put their arms around me and they're like, hey, like couldn't find you for a second and get me out of the situation. And it's just like, I don't know who that dude is, but mm-hmm. that dude just totally saved me from a very and we scary. We did our last show. We yeah. saw a girl being harassed and by her boyfriend who was drunk and they were underage. And so we got into an altercation there. But <laughs> no fist flu at all. Explained him, I guess. No, of course not. Um. <laughs> and that show was at a preschool. <laughs> it really was. It really was. It really was. So, um, I guess like I never thought being in like a punk band would be empowering anyone but I've seen that it already is and we want to do that even more because Donald Trump won by empowering bigots I feel and we want to take it back by empowering people who believe in equality nice I think that's a pretty good stopping point we've talked for about half an hour now it's pretty good okay, let, me yeah. see if I, let me look through my notes anything else you all want to talk about while I try to figure out a good way to end this Normally, this is way more professional, I promise. Not really. I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> if it were more I've professional, I'd be scared. I've actually heard a lot of your podcasts, and I don't know if that's totally true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like, you're like, normally I have more notes, but I'm way more drunk. Pretty much. <laughs> I, that's actually, you're, you're completely true. So how do we stay hopeful for the future? That's that's a good ending point. Mm. There, uh, I mean... I mean, you have to... Like, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, I think. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's, yeah. still, it's still, like, pretty close. But, like, so that's so it's, like, we're half the country, and you have to assume that, and also half the country didn't vote, and you have to assume mm-hmm. that uh, just, I think most people's hearts are in the right places. I think there are definitely some bigots and some racists and some misogynists and some whatever who are empowered by Donald Trump winning, but I think... For the most part, we've been headed in the right direction since, like, the 20s, and we'll continue to. Uh, this is, like, the the death gasp of, like, mm-hmm. an old way of thinking. This is, like, white males, rich people, like, seeing that they're losing their grasp on the country and, like, trying to, to make it great again. Air quotes. Um, <laughs> but, like... But if they're, they're they're the minority, and this is like their last chance, and it's gonna blow up in their face. And I also you have to think that out of the half the country that didn't vote, and the even half the country or half the people who did vote who voted for Donald Trump, like they're not all bigots. It's not all terrible. They're not all misogynists. Like there's a lot of different aspects to everything. So we've had shitty presidents before. I lived through eight years of Reagan and eight years of Bush Jr., like, like, everybody's still here. I think, like, you push the wrong way, and then you go farther the right way, and then you push back the wrong way, and you go farther the right way, and it, the, the kids, like, have their have their hearts in the right place. Like, I'm doing shows now where the, most of the kids there are 16 years old, and we have gender-neutral bathrooms, and we have, like, safe space hotlines, and, like, kids are like openly gay in high school openly like transvestite in high school and like when I was in high school that would have been mm-hmm. super weird mm-hmm. like as of now we still have gay marriage like things are going in the right direction Yeah, this is a pushback and it's based on a lot of different factors but I think like 
I think it's just charging everybody up who's on the right side of history, and I think we're just going to continue, hopefully, slowly trending in the right direction. And I think that another big thing, um, I mean, and it's so crazy, and we saw it, you know, on a very small scale at our show on Friday, and then, I mean, you know, even Jeff being a part of, you know, that that uh, that march that happened the other day, I mean, you know, people are in it together. I mean, it's just, it's squashed so many divides and in ways that like all these people, you know, who normally wouldn't get along were in one big room dancing and being peaceful and, you know, like, I mean, as peaceful as you are at a punk show. Um, But I mean, you know, like people are falling in the pit and people are helping helping them up twice as fast. And I think that it's really brought us together in that way. And it's, you know, important to remember that if things don't seem hopeful, that, you know, there's still things like that. We've talked a lot about like some. We, we've talked about some negative things. Let's end on a positive note, guys. What makes you guys happy? Eddie Van Halen. Just kidding. I don't Dave, know. Dave Grimm like makes me happy. Stephanie and Jane, me too. But not Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Each other. The fact that I know both happy. of the bartenders at the high dive tonight. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be dangerous. Danger. 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 Um. Yeah, this fan makes me happy. All of our friends. <laughs> Hang on, that sounds really dizzy. All my friends and family. No, um... <laughs> Thanksgiving is I mean, right lots of things. Uh, because most, all most things. What it, most things. Most things, things but not. Because when it comes down to it, just having good friends is the most important thing. Oh. <laughs> and dogs. dogs. And cats. These, uh... These women in real life, you might not believe it if you listen to the album, but they're not really that angry. They're pretty fun to hang out with, and just kind of anger things don't come up very often. <laughs> Everybody's pretty positive usually, and there's lots of hugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Yeah, recording the album was a blast with all, with these with these folks. <laughs> yeah. it and, was. It, and again, it's important to keep it fun. Like that's it's not all about making it or. In, in the scene that's about having fun and having a good time. Yeah. And I think that really comes through in the record, too. Yeah, that's our goal. If we weren't having fun, nobody else would be having fun seeing yeah. us, and why would we be doing it? And then I and I get a wonderful song I get to sing to my coworkers at work, and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> hey, sweet dick. Definitely Damien running around at his work singing well, you, sweet dick is something that makes me happy. <laughs> well, you better come to the front list. tonight. I, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, um, and then you oh, we'll on, think of a special one for, for you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. And then uh, wins, I think this is going to go up tomorrow, which is Monday. Um, and then Wednesday night, you guys are playing in... Colorado Springs at the Black Sheep with Pup. Thursday. 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 Sorry. Um, Thursday with Pup. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah. And then uh, what else? What else is coming up for you? For you? Um. Yeah. Then afterwards, on November twenty sixth at the Zodiac, we we're playing um, a food drive with some good friends, um, Kevin Mitchell and Lord Damage, and uh, mostly Don'ts. And I think there's a couple other bands nice. on that. Um, and then in beginning of December, the Flux anniversary is happening as well. So nice. it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. There's so many good bands: Denver, Colorado Springs, and maybe touring. Yeah, and sure. touring, touring nice. too. The onward and upward, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sure. Right, guys. Uh, anything else you want to add before I hit stop? Love you, Damien. Nah, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for supporting us. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> buddies. Uh, thanks again to the Cheaper Food for hanging out and also putting out a great record. Nailed it. It's out now on What's Left Records. Uh, you can also pick it up on their band camp. I believe it's on Spotify and all those great spots. Um, damn good record. Damn great band. Damn good buddies. Uh, killer CD release show last night in Denver. I'm really excited for the future. Again, they're going to be playing with Pup this Thursday in Colorado Springs. And they've got another show coming up November, I believe, 17th at the High Dive. I'm not a very good journalistic reporter. Otherwise, I'd have that in information right in front of me but you can find out more information on cheap perfume on their uh facebook page again really really great band really great people i'm very excited um to have this opportunity to chat with them about this record and hopefully this is the first of many chats and uh hopefully you found something to get out of this as well uh rambled on to you guys long enough please visit mostlyharmlesspodcast.com like us on itunes subscribe on facebook uh we're on stitcher tuned in all those great podcasting devices uh write us a little email um, I also started a PR company called Airwolf PR. Uh, so if you're a band, a touring band that needs PR needs, please hit me up at airwolfpr.com. Um, enough shameless self-promotion. We've got a, well, no, let's do a little bit more. We've got a ratio session coming up at Ratio Beer Works at, with Together Pangea. They will be stopping by the Ratio Beer Works tap room to record an acoustic session on Monday, November 28th before the show that night at the Moon Room. And buddies, uh, just stay tuned to mostlyharmlesspodcast.com. And we've got some really cool stuff in the works. I've got a really big thing I'm, I've been working hard on that I'm excited to uh, uh, announce in the next upcoming weeks or so. So it's going to be worth it. So stay tuned. And I've rambled at you long enough. So let's listen to one last song from Cheap Perfume. Uh, this is off their new record, Nailed It, out now on What's Left Records. Didn't I just say that? I think it did. Well, well whatever. Uh, this is another one of those my favorite songs on the record. This one, too, often gets stuck in my head. And this is the track, Wasted. All right, buddies. See you the funny pages. Take care. Love you. See you next time. Baby, I'm not your baby.
shit. 